Today we're looking at God's grace. One time Philip Yancey was asked, can you define grace? I don't even try, says Yancey. Jesus talked a lot about grace, but mainly through stories. I remember once, Yancey says, getting stuck in Los Angeles traffic and arriving 58 minutes late at the Hertz rental desk. I walked up in kind of a bad mood, put the keys down and said, how much do I owe you for being late? The woman said, nothing. You're all clear. I said I was late and she smiled, yes, but there's a one hour grace period. So I asked, oh really, what is grace? And she said, I don't know. I guess it means that even though you're supposed to pay, you don't have to. This is a good start to a definition of God's grace. The grace of God helps us to overlook the many trials we face in life. The Apostle Paul was a man who understood what it meant to live by God's grace and to extend that grace to the lost and dying world. Acts 14 verses three and following says, says this, at Iconium, Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly to the Lord, who confirmed the message of God's grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others sided with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and the surrounding country, where they continued to preach the gospel. From Acts 14, 26, it says, From Italia they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So what happened to Paul and Barnabas? You would think that Paul and Barnabas had smooth sailing because they were serving God, but the, op but the opposite was the case. At Iconium, the Jews refused to believe the Jews who, who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against their brothers. Verse 3 says, So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. But there was a plot afoot amongst the Gentiles and the Jews, together with their leaders, to mistreat them and stone them. In Lystria and Derbe, then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. Then in Syria, we must go through, the, the Acts 14 says, we must go through the many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul focused not on his troubles, but on the grace of God. Verse 3 says, so Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. In verse 26, it says, From Italia they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed by the, to the grace of God for the work that they had now completed. We need to extend more grace to people than judgment to people. When we remember God's grace to us, it helps us to extend grace to others, even when we feel wronged. Here's a few sayings about grace. Man is broken. His li he lives by being mended. The grace of God is the glue. Second, if I'm not showing grace, I've forgotten the grace that I have been shown. Number three, for grace is given not because we have done good works, but in order that we may be able to do good works. And number four, your worst days are never so bad that you are beyond the reach of God's grace. And your best days are never so good that you are beyond the need of God's grace. The Bible has several key verses on God's grace. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. 
For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Acts 4.33 With great power the apostles continued to testify of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerful at work among them all. God's grace to us should lead us to two responses. First, to praise him for choosing us to be recipients of his grace, which we did not earn or deserve. Second, it should spur us on to share the, go- share the gospel with those who have not experienced his grace. We find Peter telling his readers to be faithful stewards of God's grace in, in its various forms, using our gifts to serve one another. God's grace is reflected in our lives through his equipping of believers to serve within the body of Christ, our spiritual gifts. Our gifts vary from person to person, but as both Peter and Paul affirm, God equips us for the good work of the body. Our spiritual gifts are a reflection of God's grace to the overall body of Christ. God is working within us to grow the body and to help it to function at its best. Let us not live by the grace of God, but ex- let, let us not only live by the grace of God, but extend grace to others we meet with. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. We acknowledge that our whole lives and beings are a product of your grace. We thank you for that. Help us to extend grace to others, both Christians and non-Christians, Lord, in the will of God, in Jesus' name.